What is up, all ye sinners? Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast, coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt itself and the home of the evil empire, lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. I hope you're ready for some trouble because I am your troublemaker. So put your God goggles on, grab a Bible, get ready to laugh, get ready to cry, and just enjoy the ride. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's doing well out there. Um, Coming to you today, recording this right before it's released, Sunday morning, uh, March the 27th. I got to tell you, I spend a lot of time thinking about what I'm going to do for the next podcast, what I'm going to do for my next funny material that I want to share with you. And some weeks it's tougher than others. Some weeks it just falls on my lap and I just, you know, I go through something during the day, during the week that makes me giggle and I just kind of want to share the stories with you. I'm, I, I try to be a storyteller as much as anything. And uh, one story that I've told over and over again on this podcast is about my love for music. If you want to go back to my second full-length episode, I believe it's called My Love of Devil Music. And um, I'm a lifelong rock and roll fan. Uh, I went my first day of school, my first day of kindergarten, I showed up in a Kiss t-shirt. And I've got a picture on my refrigerator of me dressed up as a kiss character for a Halloween contest when I was in the second grade. So this has been a lifelong adventure for me, my love of rock and roll and all parts of it. I've played drums my entire life. I've always loved it. I play for myself now. I don't play in bands anymore, but I had a, had a good time doing that, but I've always had a love for rock and roll, the rock and roll lifestyle and everything that goes along with it. So this week, trying to think of what I wanted to do for my podcast, uh, Friday night, um, the podcast subject kind of hit me in the face because of my love of rock and roll and the heroes in, in my life that I have that play rock and roll. Um, Friday night, uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, died suddenly at my age. Well, he just turned 50 and I'm getting ready to turn 50. We were both born in 1972. We both uh, grew up in beachside communities. We both had long blonde hair and we had a lot of things in common. One thing we didn't have in common was he was a master drummer and a master musician, whereas I am not. Um, but this particular rock star death hit me hard. And and I know a lot of you are thinking, well, you know, it's, it's not really a part of your life. It's, it's, it's showbiz. It's whatever it is, but this one hit me pretty hard and it's going to hit me hard for a while just because of my admiration of his playing. But the fact that he was just one of those people, I've seen hundreds, probably thousands of photos of him and he's always smiling, always smiling, no matter what the situation. And I think that's, you know, what I want to remember. That's what I want to remember the most. You know, it's really amazing when you see someone who's always smiling and always happy. And you have to wonder, you know, how did this person get here? Well, you know, he was a rock star. He's probably in the biggest rock and roll band in the world. 
it would be easy to understand why he's happy, but I never saw a picture. I never saw a video. I never saw anything where he just wasn't smiling and happy. And he was always surrounded by people that seemed to enjoy his company. I've seen hundreds of pictures of him with people over the years where everyone's happy. Everyone seems to love being around him. You know, this guy wasn't just a modern day rock star. I mean, he was a rock star for the ages. I mean, he played music with Paul McCartney. He played music with uh, the, the living members of Led Zeppelin. He did a lot of amazing, incredible things. He reached the pinnacle. And thinking about it, how does that apply to this show, The Bible Belt Atheist? How does this fit into my narrative? Because, you know, he's not somebody that I'm going to sit here and make fun of or talk shit about. But the one thing about him, or several things about him, that I never knew, I never knew his political beliefs. I never knew his religious beliefs. I don't know if he was a religious person. I don't know if he followed politics at all. I don't know if he was a sports fan. I don't know really anything about him except that he loved his gig. He loved being a musician. He loved playing rock and roll. And that's really all I need to know. And it kind of makes me take a step back from everything that I've been thinking about lately in the world. I've been wondering, you know, why are people the way they are? Why do people have to believe this nonsense that's out there? Why do people have to pick one side or the other and pick one narrative or or the other? And now with this, it hits me. It's like, I don't need to know these things. I don't need to know what makes people tick. I just need to appreciate who they are. Now, I got reports this morning, I saw it on the internet, that uh, they've done, I guess, urine tests and maybe some blood tests, and they found 10 different drugs in his body. I'm going to say nine, because they said one of them was THC, and no one's ever died from a marijuana overdose, and uh, it should have never been illegal all along. But there were the classic favorites, there were the opioids and the benzos and all of the classics that that cocktail has taken a lot of people away from here rock stars uh, homeless people and everything in between Um, now who knows who knows what was in his system i mean he did die in colombia in the cocaine capital of the world it could have been anything and it's sad it's sad to see that kind of talent that kind of amazing person who made everyone smile around them it's sad as fuck to hear that he probably went out as a result of a drug overdose. And that sucks. Um, I don't condone it. I don't think it's a good way to go. Um, I'm always said, you know, alcohol is legal, but it's probably the most horrible thing you can put in your body. And one of the most healthy things you can put in your body, which is cannabis, THC is illegal. And that's never made sense to me, but all the rest of the shit, the cocaines, the opioids, the heroines, the whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a place for that. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, pharmaceutical companies have figured out a way to make heroin synthetically. They call it oxy, and they make billions of dollars off of it while people die. Now, who's to say Taylor may have died of a total overdose of just nothing but prescription drugs? Who knows? Maybe we'll never know. But 
nevertheless, it's sad and it sucks and I'm rambling and I'm sorry, but that's what I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about this guy who I've been a fan of for almost 30 years. Uh, I first recognized him, me being a drummer and loving great showman drummers and just great drummers, period. Uh, I saw him perform with uh, Alanis Morissette back when she was hot shit back in the mid-90s. And I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, who is this guy? And then a couple years later, he turned up in the Foo Fighters. And uh, that's when I fell in love with the Foo Fighters, was when Taylor joined. That's when I actually started listening to them. I was a huge Nirvana fan, don't get me wrong. Dave Grohl, leader and founder of the Foo Fighters, was the drummer for Nirvana. I'm giving you rock and roll history in case you don't know. But, um, yeah, I really wasn't that into the Foo Fighters until Taylor joined, and then I was a huge fan and have been since. But um, I don't really know. I don't really know, again, what his beliefs were. I know he was a family man. He was married. He had three kids. And that makes it even more tragic, makes it even more horrible. Not just that, you know, I lost a hero. He sh shouldn't worry about little old me, but he did have a family that now has to go on without him. And that's horrible. And uh, shame on you, drugs. And shame on you, Taylor, for doing that to yourself, if that's how it worked out to be. I'm not going to cut him any slack. He was a hero, and I was a huge fan. But if it turns out that he died of a drug overdose, then I'm going to say shame on you. I know it's harsh, and it's too soon, but that's how I feel. But I want to get back to my original thought. I'm sorry. This was an extremely rambling episode, and I apologize. I'm just throwing out thoughts as they come. But, um, yeah, that's made me think a lot this weekend about how, you know, even though we're aware of people, we may be fans of people. You may be fans of of a musician or, or an actor or an artist or a comedian, or whatever you might be a fan of in your life. We really don't know these people. We don't really hang out with them. I never met Taylor Hawkins. I saw him several times in concert. I was in the same room with him, if you consider the same room being with about 20,000 other people. But um, we don't really know these people. We don't know what goes on in their lives. We don't know what goes on in their head. We only know what they want us to know. We only know what their publicist and their marketing firm decides that we should know. And I get that. And that's in all walks of life. Um, but I felt kind of connected. I felt like he was a guy who went out every night wearing board shorts and a cutoff t-shirt. Um, usually a band t-shirt from a band that I grew up listening to. And he would go out on stage looking like he just got off a surfboard. And I dug that. I dug that a lot. Um, so, I, but I didn't really know him. I, I didn't have a connection that way, but it's still, it, it, it's sad and it, and it stings a little, it stings a lot actually, but it's going to make me appreciate moving forward. At least I hope it does. Hopefully this will stick and this will be a, a slight positive out of this horrible negative is that no matter what you see on TV or what you listen to on your Spotify or no matter how you put someone on a pedestal, and I'm guilty of it, and you shouldn't do it, right? We shouldn't put people on pedestals because people are just people. Everybody's the same. But you do it. There's some there's some idol worship out there. Everybody's guilty of it. Every, I mean, even 
even the hardcore religious people, they put their pastors on pedestals and they worship that way. But uh, the people that we really think that we are really impressed by and that we really think are hot shit are usually just as fucked up as we are. You know, they have the same problems that we do. They have the same depression that we do. They have the same worries that we do. Now, he probably is never worried about money in any way like I have. But he's a father. He worried about his kids. You know, I'm sure there were great moments where we were pretty much exactly the same. There's self-doubt. There's depression. There's anxiety. Everybody has these things. But the people that really shine and the people that really make the most of themselves, they work past it. And some people work past it with chemicals. Some people work past it. Some people are addicted to exercise. And that's how they get through everything. I wasn't blessed with that, by the way. I'm not addicted to exercise. I was always addicted to alcohol. Alcohol has always been my addiction. It's always been my crutch. And I'm going through the process now where I'm really trying to stop drinking once and for all. And I know how hard it is. I know how truly difficult it is to have the same issues in life, the same worries, the same anxieties, and the same depression without the crutch, right? You can handle anything as long as you have your crutch. As long as I had my alcohol, I can handle anything. And it made me wonder over the last few days, what was he trying to deal with? What was he trying to fix? What was he trying to numb himself from, if this is true? And this is all speculation. These are just reports from the Colombian police who say they found a whole bunch of shit in his urine and his blood. I get it. But what was he trying to get away from? What was he trying to fix? Because I've been battling that here lately quite a bit myself. And I'm a nobody. I don't have fans around the world. I don't have an image to uphold. I don't have places that I have to go where thousands and millions of people are watching. I'm just little old me. I'm just your little old Bible Belt atheist, just going through life pretty inconspicuously, I might, I might say. But magnify that times whatever his life was like. And I get it. I get it. My little drinking problem and my little life is sometimes overwhelming. So I would imagine whatever problems he had in his big life must have been overwhelming too. But we'll never know. Maybe it was something that could have been fixed. Maybe it was something that was just too much for anybody to handle. I don't know. Or maybe, just maybe, he was having fun. Maybe he was just knee-deep in the party and the knee-deep in the happy and knee-deep in the fun. And he went one step too far. Again, I've been there. I've had one drink too many because I was having a really great time. And then I would do something stupid or I would feel bad later. And who knows? Maybe that's what it was. But the life and career of Taylor Hawkins are definitely worth exploring. If you're a rock and roll fan, you already know who he is. There's no way you couldn't. But if you're a casual music fan, maybe you like a little bit of rock and roll, I encourage you to check out Foo Fighters. 
And something else I encourage you to check out is something that I have literally spent hours upon hours doing over the last few years is watching YouTube videos of him and his performances and the band and concerts and funny things they did. They're a hilarious band. You can just type in Foo Fighters funny and have hours upon hours of content. I don't think anybody can live long enough to watch all of the content that's out there involving Taylor Hawkins and the Foo Fighters. Because every concert that they played in the last 10 or 15 years is out there. Every funny TV appearance and performance is out there. It's all out there to watch. It's hours upon hours of entertainment for me that I've enjoyed quite a bit. And I probably will again soon. I'll probably, you know, have one of those evenings where I feel like I just need to binge watch YouTube videos of the Foo Fighters. And because they were fun to watch. Great band, great drummer. God, he was so good. I said, God, yeah, I'm in it kind of weird but he was really really good and really worth checking out if you care anything about drums or rock and roll or just music in general so it sucks it really fucking sucks because you know i don't have this grand belief that one day i might run into taylor hawkins in heaven no the grand belief that i have is we get one shot We get one ride in this amusement park called life. Man, we better make the best of it. And in 50 years, I can't think of one person who's ever made the most of it or the best of it more than Taylor did. Man, what a life. I've spent the last couple days. My Instagram feed has just been blown up. It's nothing but Taylor Hawkins photos. It's all people posting Taylor Hawkins photos of themselves with him. And everybody's smiling. Every picture, the people are smiling. It's incredible. I saw a picture yesterday of him with Eddie Van Halen. It's the biggest smile I've ever seen on Eddie Van Halen's face. It's crazy. But I don't have that belief that one day we might see him rocking in that imaginary heaven in the sky place. And uh, it just makes me think that uh, you get one shot and one mistake, one misfigure. One uh, one miscalculation, and it's all over. So me being the egomaniac and the self-absorbed person that I am, it's made me think of my problem with alcohol, my drinking over the last several years. I'm very fortunate that I didn't take it one step too far. I'm very fortunate that I didn't make that one mistake that you can't recover from. I've been very fortunate, and I have to keep that in mind moving forward, is that as great as my 50 years have been, one mistake, whether it's having too good of a time or having a horrible time, it can be taken away. You can lose everything. You know, the fact that this guy's, you know, not going to see his kids grown and he's not going to experience old age with his wife and he's not going to uh, experience a lot of things that he should, that he deserves to, that he earned the right to experience. And that's the lesson learned today. That lesson learned is there is no heaven. This is our one life. This is our one shot. 
we have to take care of it because it is fragile and it is it is very uh i don't know what the word i'm looking for is it's just fragile and it can be taken away you can make one mistake in 50 years you can make one mistake and it's all over so that's what i'm carrying with me this weekend that's what i'm thinking about thinking about how i've been very fortunate I've been very fortunate because I know I've been close to the edge. I know I've been close to pushing it too far. I know I have. I've woke up many mornings thinking, wow, I cannot believe I survived. I cannot believe I woke up this morning. I can't believe I didn't kill myself or kill someone around me because I did something stupid. And I just, I'm thankful. And I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, humble right now thinking about it because it could have went in a completely different direction. Just like it did for Taylor. If it turns out to be true, if it turns out to be that he died because he made a mistake, because he went one step too far, it's tragic and it's horrible. But it could happen to any of us. We can all make that fatal mistake. We can all take it one step too far to where you can't come back from it. And that's tough. That's tough to think about. The thought of leaving this one life and it all being over and we're all just dust in the wind. Because like I said, I don't believe I don't believe in the afterlife. I don't believe in heaven and hell. And I don't believe in this is just a short journey before we spend eternity wherever we're going to spend it. I don't I don't believe in that stuff. So when I see someone who I'm a fan of, who I respect immensely, or, or even somebody I don't respect, when I see someone that maybe I don't even like, and they take that one step too far, and, and it all comes crashing down, and it all ends, and you can't come back from it, makes me appreciate the fact that I still have a chance to not do that. You know, my drinking has been out of hand for years. My entire adult life, I've been a alcoholic. Sometimes I was a raging alcoholic. Sometimes I was a silly alcoholic. Sometimes I was just a risk-taking, crazy motherfucking alcoholic. But I still have a chance. It's never too late for a happy ending, right? I still have a chance to get my shit together and live a long, healthy, happy life. But the people that we lose because of these mistakes that they made, they don't get that chance. And that really, really sucks. It really sucks that you can't, and I'm not saying that it sucks for me that Taylor Hawkins isn't going to be around, that Taylor Hawkins isn't going to be on stage with the Foo Fighters ever again. It doesn't suck for me. It sucks for him. You know, one thing about mourning someone, which I guess I am technically mourning him, even though he wasn't someone that I actually knew, we don't mourn people for them, we mourn people for ourselves. We mourn our loss. We don't mourn theirs usually. 
but that's where I'm at this morning is feeling like, man, this poor guy, he could have lived so much longer. He could have done so many more things. That really sucks for him. That's really sad for him. It's sad for his family. It's sad for everyone connected to him. It's sad for me. But at the end of the day, what we need to remember and what we need to reconcile with is the fact that he's the one that's lost. He's the one that's missing out. He's the one that aren't going to have these experiences that I've talked about. And that really sucks for him. It sucks for all of us, but mostly for him. So uh, I'm kind of torn. I've got mixed feelings about this whole thing. I'm very sad that he's gone. I'm very sad that I'm never going to be able to see him on stage again. And I'm sad that probably won't be any more Foo Fighters records with him playing drums on it. And that really sucks. But he had a great life. He had a wonderful, amazing run that most people at 50 years of age, we haven't experienced 10% of the cool shit that he did. But he's just like us. He made that one mistake. That one miscalculation, that one fuck up that you just can't come back from. So thinking about it, it just makes me feel like we're all more the same than we are different. We're all in that same boat. And a lot of us, like myself, I've used alcohol over the years to deal with everything. I've used it to deal with depression, anxiety. I've used it to celebrate good times, and I've used it to drown the bad times. And um, that's dangerous, and it's not good. And we have to be careful. We have to be really careful because we only get one shot. You only get one shot. All right, so... Last thoughts, despite what sounds like may have been a tragic accident, I'm still going to have the same amount of respect and admiration for Taylor Hawkins that I've always had. And I'm going to continue probably for the rest of my life to listen to his music and watch his performances on YouTube and celebrate the music that I love, because that's what it comes down to. It's music that I love. Foo Fighters is not my all-time favorite band. Um, they're not a band that I can sit here and tell you that I think every record is amazing. But I would recommend if you're a casual fan of music, if you like rock and roll, if you like whatever, spend some time, check it out. Go on to your streaming service, whatever you listen to music on. And sooner or later, you'll run across the song. If you look for the Foo Fighters, you'll run across Songs like Times Like These or My Hero or whatever. You'll run across these songs and you'll listen to them. And they're pretty fucking good. They're really pretty fucking good. They're classics in my mind. And that's what I'm going to appreciate. That's what I'm going to appreciate. I'm going to appreciate my memory, my joy that I've always gotten from, you know, my girlfriend to tell you, I've spent hours with a drink in my hand watching Foo Fighters videos because they're just fun and they're entertaining and the music's good. What more could you want? But I'm not going to let his loss diminish my appreciation for what he did while he was with us. I'm really not. 
I don't usually let a person's death and how they died change my attitude towards how they lived. Um, I usually try to keep that same amount of respect. Um, just check it out. Check out some Foo Fighters. Check out some some Taylor Hawkins. There's hours upon hours of footage. I mean, you can type in Taylor Hawkins drum solo, and you may not live long enough to see all the content that comes up. But it's good. It's really fucking good. And he's a great singer, too. I want to point that out. You really want to see something cool? Uh, just about every Foo Fighters show. They would do a Queen song, which was one of his favorite bands, and he would sing. He would sing Freddie Mercury's lead vocals, and he was fucking awesome. So that's worth checking out, too. But just uh, celebrate it. Enjoy it. Thinking about uh, thinking about the band, thinking about his family, hoping, hoping that they get to a point where they just appreciate and have the reverence for the man and get past the sadness and the heartache. It'll never go away, especially for his kids. They'll never not miss him, but they may be able to smile when they think about him moving forward. Kind of how all those pictures look that I've seen on Instagram where every picture I see of him, he's smiling, and everyone who's with him in the picture is smiling. And that's pretty fucking awesome. To leave that kind of legacy and that kind of material out there, I think it's pretty fucking awesome. I think it's pretty amazing, and we should appreciate that. So there, I'm sorry. I know this one's been kind of weird. It's been weird for me too. Um, thank you for listening. If this was your first time, I uh, appreciate you checking it out. I hope you check out other episodes that are less dramatic and less sad. And uh, if you're a repeat listener, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming back. I still greatly appreciate the fact that someone out there may want to take a little time out of their week to listen to me. Hopefully while you're doing other stuff. Hopefully my voice sounds really good like while you're doing dishes or prepping for dinner or something. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. If you would like to reach out to me, if you would like to send me an email containing a compliment, an insult, a threat, or whatever, please feel free to send it. You can send it to me at thebiblebeltatheistpodcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just thebiblebeltatheist.com podcast at gmail.com now thank you for listening and get out there and please get to sending